and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the Midnax Podcast presents the Mithril Dragon Wagon and our playthrough of the Return of the Rune Lords. We want to thank you for joining us and we start with a recap of Session 4. We're still in the haunted house called Roderick's Wreck. We find a hole in the floor and a wooden case that says Barricat. Turux knows this to be the Rune Sword of Pride. This is some artifact level shit. The case, however, is empty. Turux comes in his studded leather shorts. We find another room, this one with a creepy motherfucker child skeleton thing. Combat with this creature goes very, very poorly. Half of us jump out of the windows to escape. Atamu goes down, but Turux pulls him away and feeds him an elixir. On that note, we decide to leave. We share dinner around a fire outside Odd and Adamu's shack, and we discuss level two. The next day, we head back to town to buy and sell some stuff. Turux manages to annoy Sprinkles. As we stroll through town, we come to the inn. We happen to cross a gross little fay named Mr. Wretch. The innkeeper asks us to deal with him, which we begin to attempt to do. Let's make some initiative rolls. Those are some fucking initiatives. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Tipper Sprinkles, who doesn't want any part of it anyway. So, Adamu crosses the circle. Mr. Wretch waits patiently for you all. Then, at the top of round one, Turox gets the first action. How far away are we from, dude? 60 feet away. Mr. Wretch, I find you repulsive disgusting, and I'll frill my lizard hood at him and try to intimidate him. Alright. Can you do that from that far? Because demoralize is 30 feet. I will do my threatening approach, so I'll move up 25 feet and also attempt to demoralize him. But I rolled a 2, and I think I'm going to hero point that. Oh, alright. Pulling a moonlight. Oh, 7, 13. 13 will not do it. Does not care about me. Not at all. Then it is now Mr. Wretch's turn. He uses his first action to stumble a bit and his second action to pull a rock out of his satchel and then his third action to throw that rock at Tudox after he approaches and throws with the third action and gets a 16 to hit. Deflected away, Rapier. And it falls to the side. Do you have your rapier in your hand? Well, no, but be deflect. No, just say you missed. Yeah, yeah, he missed. You just missed. <laughs> it's missed, but with more words. <laughs> How dare you! Then that would take us over to Coral. I will move 30 feet up. Who's ever 60 feet away? Yes. Ish. And uh, I need a will DC. Will save. Gets a 24. He takes three damage. That's it. I'm done. Alright, then after Coral, Adamu is going to... So I'm still 60 feet away still? Or I or this started when I got to the bottom of the building? This started when you got to the bottom of the, the area. Then yes, I will climb. I get a 16 to climb. A 16's gonna do it. So how far do I climb? Well, it's a regular success... Climb success. You move five feet per twenty feet of your land speed. A total of five feet for most PCs. So I move five feet. So you climb most of the way up with a single action. I get a ten on my second try, or my second. Ten action. will be a failure, which is no progress. I get a twenty on my third action. Twenty will make it. So you will be able to climb to that first roof above the front door and stand. That is where I am then. Then, Odd, it's your turn. I will move up to within 30 feet of this gross creature. And I'm just really conflicted, because I respect him stealing things and just taking what he wants. It's great, but stop vomiting on me. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to hit him with a tangle foot, or at least attempt to. Here we go. Pew! Ah, that's I get an 11. That will mess. You're appointed, David. Fuck it. Fuck it, I will. I hero point it. I hero point my stupid ass tangle foot. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> no. no. Nope. That will also fail. How do you hero point? <laughs> Why did I let you talk me into that? Dummy. <laughs> Alright, then that is going to take us over to Sprinkles. It's your turn. If you do anything, that is. I, I guess we're fighting it. First action to hunt prey. 
second action, quick draw my bow. Which oh, he was just leading us on the whole time. I was gonna say, do we get do we get a big audible sigh of acceptance here, or? (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) He's so gross. So with a quick draw shot, I miss with the twelve. You do. And then for my third action, I will. Wait, you get to quick draw the bow and shoot it, and all that's. Fucking sick. That's what quick draw is. You attack when you draw. Oh, that's nice. It works my short swords, too. Uh, third action, I'll do my hunted shot to take two more shots. All right. Oh, that's so good. To go from, like, nothing in your hands to shooting three times in a round. And I hunt prey them for my first action. And I missed with my next two shots with a 12 and a 4. Nah, you rolled like garbage, but that is fucking cool. That's quick. Those three arrows come out lightning fast, but Mr. Reg dodges out of the way. That's going to take us up to the top. Now, the things have changed a little bit. Right now, Adamu is up on the roof here with Mr. Wretch. Uh, Torix is closer, and uh, Sprinkles has got the bow out and is aiming. Top of round two, Turux. What do you do? I am within 30 feet of him right now. I would say yes. So I'm going to stride to the wall. So then I will make an athletics check in climbing the wall. Nat 20, Nat 26. That will get you up in that single action, which does put you on the other side of Mr. Wretch from Adamo. Not adjacent, though. How close am I to him? I'd say you're both about 10 feet away from him. 10 feet away. Okay. Then I will tumble through him. To get so then. Okay. Yeah, I will go into his square and then go back out to the other side of him still, so I'm still on the opposite side of him and Adopter. 16. Against Reflex DC? Yeah, Reflex DC. Okay, so a 16 versus Mr. Wretch's Reflex DC does not succeed. Then I don't go into his square at all, I just stop. Adjacent to him. I basically just move five feet. Essentially, yeah. And trigger any reaction. Nothing there. After Tudox, it's Mr. Wretch's turn. God, he's gonna fucking puke on me. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot that's going on for Mr. Wretch's position here. He's getting arrows fired at him. He's now being flanked on both sides by two guys wheeling weapons. And he's, ah! No! You can't take me! You won't ever take me! And he looks over at Tudox and vomits on him. Damn it. So go ahead and give me a fortitude save. And this is key. Mr. Wretch spews a 30-foot line of vomit. A 30-foot line of vomit? (laughs) 30-foot line of vomit. Uh, And it's being aimed directly in Tudox's face. That is projectile. That's projectile. It's a fortitude save to dodge the vomit, or I automatically get hit by oh, the no, vomit? Oh, no, you're going to get hit by the vomit okay. one way or the other. Right. It's whether or not it makes you sick. So Yeah, makes I'm you sick. Use my charmed life as a reaction then. All right, second level get, feet coming in in the first combat. And I get plus two circumstance bonus. 23. Is a success. Yes, thank you. So you see it coming, you close your eyes and your mouth just right before it splashes against your face. Oh, my fancy trench coat. God damn it. And it hits you and everybody else in the square. You hear this audible, oh, from all the onlookers of the townspeople. Mr. Wretch then uses his second action and his third action to, he starts, like, drunkenly flying up. Flying? He had wings? He's kind of... He just kind of... Fl- he doesn't have wings. He just kind of floats up 20 feet in this, like, wobbly, drunken line. And that gets him up to the top of the roof where he can kind of just get over that corner. He's not very far for... Like, for example, Sprinkles can still see him. But he's out of sight for Adamo and Tudox. So how far exactly... He's just on top of the roof, which is not 20 feet up. That takes us to Coral. So he's in the air or he landed? Uh, He's in the air over the roof now. Is he within 60 feet of me? I would say yes. 21 hit him. Uh, 21 does hit. With what? 
I deal 13 damage and I knock him back five feet. It's <laughs> <laughs> hydraulic push. Fantastic. That fountain of water comes out of Coral and pushes him back. And he was right on top of the roof pretty much anyways. So he kind of lands on it and is prone. Adamu, it's your turn. I guess I'm still climbing. 25. 25 is a critical success. I climb 10 feet. 10 feet will get you up there. So I'm now standing on top of the roof next to him? Right next to him. I draw my guys up. 17 to A 17? No, he's prone. Hits. Hey. Nice. Thanks, Cora. 8 damage. Then after a Damo, odd. It's your turn. I look at Coral and I say, Oi, that looks like fun. You know, Sobek is the raging torrent. Let's give it a try. I also cast Hydraulic Push. <laughs> All right. Ah, balls. I miss. Never hit with that damn spell. You can never hit with that hydraulic push, ever. The perfect spell for a follower of Sobek. And I miss! Hard to get a good angle with the prone Mr. Wretch on top of the roof. Um, I do take, uh, like, a ten-foot step forward. I move forward by ten feet. Okay. Uh, at least it was I could still see him. I was going to say, the closer you get, the harder it is to see. Uh, I would say ten feet closer, you're probably good. Okay. He's twenty up, you're twenty away from the base of the building. Yeah. Then that's going to take us to Sprinkles. It's your turn. I shoot a bunch. So can I still see him now that he's prone on the roof or no? You can see him. Right. You have yeah. your short bow though, right? Yeah, but if he's my hunted prey, it's uh, 120 feet. Oh, nice. Ignore the penalty for making ranged attacks within your second range increment against the prey you're hunting. So hunted shot to, to start, so two shots for my first action. Uh, 23 and a 9 a hit and a miss. Max damage, six. Nice. Second action, third shot. Third action, fourth shot. Uh, Holy fuck, I can't roll. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a six and a three for my third and fourth shot. Arrows flying. One of them hits. One of them hits good. That takes us to the top of round three. Mr. Wretch isn't literally looking too good on the top of the roof with Adamu towering over him in that guy's arm there. Turax. All right. Well, I'm going to keep climbing. 17. 17 will climb, but you won't make it all the way up to the top with that first climb action. Other one? 20. 20 does get you up top. Am I next to him now? God damn it. You're next to him now. Yeah. Nice. In fact, I would figure that you're that you're smart enough to flank Mr. Wretch with Adamo. So, yeah. But I don't have my rapier owner. No, you don't. You would have to draw it. Yeah, you need two hands to climb, so... Correct. Ugh, what else do I do? Grab him. You got it. I suppose your third action, you could grab him. You're already covered in vomit anyway. What <laughs> the fuck are you doing? <laughs> there's vomit on him. Can't get any worse than this. <laughs> I'm going to try to grab him. Hug him and then vomit in his face. Lick him with my tongue. Gross. No, I don't want to. <laughs> And an 11. An 11 will not succeed on the grapple. And then that is my turn. All right. That takes us over to Mr. Wretch. And he starts casting a spell. God, we need an attack of opportunity? Yeah, don't have that yet. And he disappears. Damn it. He uses third action to do a thing that you can't see. But can you hear him? You can hear him. He's above you. 20 feet above you somewhere. He might be like drunkenly mumbling in the air above you. Not that good against casters yet, damn it. That takes us to Coral, who can no longer see Mr. Wretch. I too will get on the roof. Huh? Oh, that's right, your little teleportation slide thing. What? No, I'll just climb over the roof. Oh, you're just climbing the roof? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Alright, go ahead and give you... You think this is fantasy time? Athletics check. <laughs> First one is a success, which gets you halfway. Second one's criti- critical success, which gets you to the top of, like, the porch roof. And then success, success, you know, you're... I'm on top of the roof? With all three of your actions used. Hell yeah, I did it. Well, Adamu? I can hear him, but I don't... I can't see him. You don't know what square he's in. He's hidden, but he's not undetected. So you could make a seek action to determine what square he's in. I have 25... 
you can tell what square he is in above you. And then I believe in point out is an action or something like that, right? Point out is, in fact, an action. Uh, mm. We're diving into the fucking trick bag tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I will use that action to point him out. So I'm going to say right now he is undetected to Sprinkles, to Coral, to Odd, and just hidden from Turok's. So the the way that it works is you indicate a creature that you can see to one or more allies. In this case, you, it's detected by you, right? And gesturing in a direction and describing the distance verbally. That creature is hidden to your allies rather than undetected. You would point out, so now instead of being undetected to everybody, it's instead just hidden. Damn magic users up there. Right there. <laughs> Bastard flew away from me. And that's only two actions. So... I can't see him, but I, it's still considered perceiving him right now, right? Technically, yes. So for the I case of... will rage with my third action. Ah. So I gain four hit points and I'm fully healed. Nice. And I scream at him, <laughs> which I just did. <laughs> Fantastic. Sprinkles. Uh, start with my hunted shot. Attacks first, then hit shot. Attacks first, yeah. See if anything hits and then we'll go from there. Well, there we go. Uh, 28 with a nat 20 on the first one, and then a 16 for the second shot. So the 16 won't hit, but the 20 with a nat 20, that, that would be a critical if you could confirm it. With the, uh, you need to roll an 11 or higher. Action point, hero point, whatever. Nice. Hero point, there we go. Doesn't that one start? Nat 20. Nice. Oh, nat 20. Nat 20 for a nat 20. Turned it into a 20. All right, then uh, let's go ahead and see damage for this one. Okay, short bow is deadly D10 also, so... Yes, it is. Oh, shit. Oh, there's my 2D6. Do I do I still roll 2D6 then a D10, or is it 1D6 and a D10? A 2D6 no, it's 2D6 and a D10. And a D10, yep. Rolled really well on the D6s, oh. rolled shit on the D10. The, uh, <laughs> D6s, I got 10. The D10, I got 1 for 11 total. Awful. That's terrible and awesome all at the same time, because it comes through and it hits him, and you can hear the thud. But the arrow and him are still kind of floating there. Little drips of blood coming from it that become visible, which takes us to Turox. I still have more actions. So he's not done Oh, yet. you do? That's one action. Oh, that was one action. Sorry. Continue on. Second action. <laughs> I shoot and a miss for a nine. Third action. I shoot and miss for a four. Thank you, Tyler. Now it's Turox's turn. Okay. Thank you. Sorry about that. Turox, it's your turn. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. All right. How far away is he from me? 20 feet up. I am going to take my 50 feet of rope. Second action, I tie a lasso. I just, I want to see where this goes. Keep going, buddy. Then third action, throw it at him. <laughs> uh, this is fantastic. Let's roll a d20 and see if it's worth arguing about whether or not this is possible first. Okay. 19. Okay, this might be arguing about whether or not it's possible. Improvised, to say the least. Let's go ahead and get survival for that second action to tie the knot. Eleven. You're untrained in survival. It comes apart as you throw it with your third action. Damn it. I almost had him! (laughs) You see the arrow drop. That's Mr. Wretch's turn. And he flies to you don't know where. Out of initiative. We got him! Adamu screams into the night. Come back, you sissy! (laughs) (laughs) I hate that fucker. Next time. We'll get him next time. Well then, as the dust settles and there's Coral and Turdux and Adamu standing on the roof of the tavern in the inn, Sprinkles is still really standing right next to the innkeeper. Hasn't moved the entire time. She's been watching him with her fists on her hip with one hand and holding the broom with the other and just watching intently. And when it looks like he gets away, she goes, you almost got him. (sighs) Well, nice try. Maybe next time. For some reason, I thought this was like evening time. This really isn't evening time. This is like the early morning before this. (laughs) Well, I climb down. Yeah, I come back down. (laughs) Yeah, Adamu's disappointed, but he climbs down too. I'll tell you what, no one's ever gotten that close to taking him out. I'm impressed. Here. She reaches into her pouch. 
which pulls out a silver coin for each of you. Thanks for trying. Hold on. You promised three gold for Mr. Sprinkles to put an arrow in him. He put an arrow in him. That is three gold. She crosses her arms and goes, that seems... Roll a lore mercantile on that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting so much use out of this. I love this. Fourteen. A deal's a deal. I mean, you said put an arrow in him. You saw the arrow go into him, and then it fell. I know you're right. A vague, offhand verbal agreement. Stupid Gardlina, I hear. And she pulls out three gold and hands it over to uh, to Sprinkles. Mutters to herself, "Yes, God damn it, he's right." And then walks into the uh, tavern in the inn. Adamu gives her his silver back. We didn't get him. You can keep it. Well, we really tried, so we'll keep it and all. <laughs> Take it back. She's already got her fingers on it. <laughs> Both kind of talking back and forth for a second over the silver. She lets it go. Is she going to fight the tiny faith for it? <laughs> <laughs> it got close. It got close. You could see it cr- the thought crossed her head. <laughs> oh, while she's like talking to us, so I'll be like, say, I, I hate to bother you, but do you happen to have a laundromat? I don't know what the medieval term yeah. for it is. Oh, I got you, bro. I pressed a digitation, but only one leg. Your leg is immaculately clean. The vomit's all gone. Oh, well, perfect. Thank you for that clean leg of mine. I'm going to go down to the river and wash the rest of me. The rest of you only cost a gold. One gold. I already gave you three gold. All right. right. Five silver. Five silver and I got the rest of you. It's magic. It's better than any clean you're going to get anywhere else in the river or elsewise, bruv. Adamu shoots you this look like, God damn it, God. (laughs) You and your fucking magic. (laughs) He doesn't say anything. (laughs) Toe silver. Two silver. How about this? Uh, how about we play a game for it? All right. I like the sound of that. Then uh, just for, for fun, let's see who wins that game. Both roll the d20. Just it's real simple. Wait, what skill checks are we rolling? Okay, all right. Then how about this? Let's choose the game, and then you'll pick an appropriate skill check. Uh, cards? It's basically going to be who's going to manage to cheat the best, I think. Essentially. So de- deception roll-offs? Yeah, let's have a deception roll-off. I like the sound of that. I'm okay with that. Let's do deception roll-off. You ready? Let's do it. Oh, Eat it, no. <laughs> 23. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I want my five silver. Give me five silver and I'll clean you. I'll hand you five silver. And I clean you. Now you're prestidigitation all over. It's immaculate. Perfect. What if I have marked cards, though? Does that matter? <laughs> It doesn't. We'll get there. We'll we'll have to work it out. This is going to evolve. Like like by the time God we're level fifteen, this is going to just be so intricate. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll figure this out. I, I, I'll we'll develop some sort of scale challenge system you guys can do to cheat each other back and forth. <laughs> That'll be fun. So everybody is standing in the middle of the circle. You've just repelled Mister Wretch from the Creekside Inn and Tavern. Everybody except Turox sees Audrani approach, and then in right in Turox's ear, Turox, right? Jesus! Hi. Oh, the, <laughs> how are you doing, Audrani? Why do you keep sneaking up on me like this? I, no, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sneak up on you. You just so happen to be facing, you know, away from me every time I, I walk up. Oh, well, um, in that case, what can we do for you? I, I gotta be fair. That's called sneaking, love. Okay. Uh, all right, odd. Uh, you're right. And like like always, I'm sorry for sneaking. I'll try not to do it again. Make me feel guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I redirect us, please? Um, I I don't I don't think that. Do you all want brunch? Whoa! Now you're talking. Let's let's uh. Can we let's go get some food? Uh, I'd like to talk with all of you. I'm game. Let's go. Okay. So you all. Go inside the Creekside Tavern Inn. Uh, Garlina, who had just uh, asked you to repel Mr. Wretch, she goes, What can I help you with? I'll kind of like walk back a little bit and let Adrani take the lead. Like she promises brunch. I'm getting a fucking free brunch out of this. Damu will just be like, Uh, you're paying, right? Uh, yeah. Because like he like pulls out his pockets. He's got nothing in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of broke, broke second level adventurers. Uh, 
Gar- Garlina, can I get uh, the dining room, please? And some brunch for everyone here. And she gestures to everyone behind her. Oh, sure, love. No problem. You find yourself in a secluded room off from the main dining area with a long table, eight chairs, four on either side. Go ahead and have a seat. Hey, don't sit down. I mean, I'll, I'll jump up on the table. A fork to you is probably like a sword, right? Oh, yeah. More like a trident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just stabbing eggs Benedict with his fucking fork. <laughs> uh, I picture you taking the cloth napkins that they put on the, on the table, spreading it out like a blanket, like a picnic blanket, <laughs> and then just sitting on it. But I want you to understand that Odd eats exactly as much as all of you. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> Magic sprite fable shit. I don't know if I believe that. Is that written into the rules? No, it's not. Then fuck you, David. No. <laughs> <laughs> but one of Sobek's edicts is to feast on luxurious foods. So Odd just always wants to eat a lot. Now Ted becomes a rules lawyer. <laughs> Is that in the rules? No. Fuck you. You can't do it. <laughs> Specifically to squash David's fun. Well, you all don't really necessarily get a choice on what you're eating for the day. You just get what is being served. And what you're being served is some leftover lamb shanks uh, from breakfast, some scrambled eggs, and fresh fruits. Uh, Lots of blackberries in the breakfast, but it's very, very good. Garlina comes in to ask if anybody would like any pancakes to go with their blackberries and blackberry jam. Oh, of course, I'll take some pancakes. They'll sound lovely. Like with a mouthful, yes, please. Yeah, Turex is like shooting his tongue out and picking things off of his plate. Wait, you're finally doing it in front of us? Yeah, fuck it. Oh, Rob, that's right, fucked. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> you just fucking shoot your tongue out and launch things into your face. That's fucking weird, bro. I can do it with a lot of other things, too, and I'll shoot my tongue out and grab his knife that he's not using. Fuck me! <laughs> Oh, it's pretty cool. Be careful, lad. Otherwise, I'll grab you. <laughs> oh, I taste like shit. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. I, I, I'd rather you not. <laughs> that went Just from, joshing, right? That went from that went from playful banter to cat and mouse real fast. <laughs> <laughs> He's just staring at Odd with fucking like, like snake eyes. And... You see this fucking head that looks like a crocodile? If you snap me in your mouth, I'm snapping down on your tongue, and I ain't letting go, bro. Don't worry, Odd. I I won't be able to pick up you. I don't think you look a little bit too medium bulk for me. <laughs> I have no idea what I what I have in bulk. Not a clue. Well, we Tyler fucking ruled that that I couldn't do it, which is lame. Oh yeah, because it has to be it has to be no more than light bulk, right? Yeah. No more than light bulk. I would. I have odd has to be more than light bulk. You're at least one, right? I think I'm one bulk. Yes. I suppose I'm probably one bulk at least. I mean, if anything, you thrashing around makes you awkward to carry. Well, here's what I'm thinking. There's going to be a point where I don't want to die, and I need Turux to, like, snap me up to keep (laughs) me from dying. Right. So, like, that's what I'm thinking. Just trying to set the stage. (laughs) Setting precedence, I see. (laughs) I see. Setting precedence. Okay. If you can find out how much bulk you actually are, we'll have that conversation. You all sit down and you're, I would assume, enjoying your food. As everything's getting cleaned up and Garlina's picking up your plates to take out of the dining room, does anybody want anything to drink? I'm just curious if anybody at the party doesn't drink. Adamu's drinking anything they give him. (laughs) I mean, blackberry brandy or ale, essentially. I'll do do a brandy. Yeah, uh, definitely an ale kind of guy. You have wine. It's cheap. Cheap wine. I mean, yeah, brandy is wine that's been distilled. Oh, perfect. Thanks for the, the knowledge. Odd will have as much blackberry wine as they'll give him. Just dive into the cup. I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Go for Just a swim. In it. <laughs> Could you put oh. it in a bowl? Uh, it's a lot easier to swim around then. <laughs> I guess. All right. I'll bring you a bowl of brandy. <laughs> I've got to see it, this. Make it two bowls. Oh. Adamu looks at her and goes, you get used to it. <laughs> she rolls her eyes and walks out of the room. 
so as you're all sitting around and you get your drinks, and Audrani is going to get everybody's attention to the best of her ability. Thank, thank you again for, for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, you seem like capable sorts. What did you find at Roderick's wreck? Ghosts. You did find ghosts. Yep. Ghost of, of Roderick? Uh, the ghost of Roderick has handed his wife and a little child with a crocodile skull, much like odd, but a bit bigger. Oh, that's very strange. Crocodile skull. It's a, the, it's a deer skull. He's talking about oh. the attic whisperer that you all ran with. Oh. He jumped out the window thing. to escape, in fact. <laughs> I died doing that. Sorry, I so, went unconscious. Did you find anything that seemed like it could be causing his unrest? Gloves. Gloves? What do you mean? Gloves. Said he should have grabbed him. I don't know. With the lack of gloves? That's really confusing. I'm confused too. I'm not sure I have any context here. I got a map. You have a map? I'll pull out the map and show her the map. Oh, this is very interesting. This looks like the Churlwood. What? But I don't know what this S-T-H-S is. I'll pull out the rapier case, and I'll put it on the table and be like, Well, Adrana, the only other thing that we found in there was the the case that holds the sword of Barraquet. Barraquet? What's that? I'll take out my notebook that I have and be like, Well, you see, the rune lord of Xandergirl is the rune lord of pride, and he held the sword of Barraquet, which is the rapier that was held in this case, and we found that at Roderick's Cove, or Roderick's Rack. Wait, you, you found the, the case of a, a, a sword from a rune lord? Fascinating. And he wished he had gloves. Gloves? Gloves have to do with the sword. Is he telling us that his unrest has to do with the sword? Sure. <laughs> Good answer. I guess I'm, I'm very confused. You know what? Last week... There was the slaughter that took place. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody give me a society do, check if they do want Do we that. know what she's talking about? It happened a week ago. It's hard not to know about it. What kind of... You said society? Society, yeah. Can we make it untrained? In this case, yes. I know. I get a nine. <laughs> and eleven. I pompously explain it with my twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Coral, you know that about a week ago, there were about a half dozen members of the Horned Fang gang found dead in the middle of the circle. After the uh, fight from the other day, yesterday, between the Horned Fangs and the Road Keepers, it did seem to drudge up Roderick's ghost. I wonder if perhaps that's connected somehow. I'm wondering if you all would be willing to investigate for me. Well, that was what the captain of the guard wanted us to do as well, eh? Uh, well, I mean, I think she probably mentioned it. Captain Fresson's a little strong-willed. I don't know if she would ask for your help. She was more worried about the gangs than the ghost. If the assumption is correct that the gang's fighting is causing... Roderick's ghost to be uneasy that would be a good conclusion to draw but I'm so confused about the gloves maybe you can find out more would you be willing to ask around sure Odd is paying no attention he is eating and drinking (laughs) (laughs) I'm more more interested in in the murders from last week Uh, I did inter their bodies and they seemed very strange I know Ladia, Ladia Kelstrup, uh, she runs the smokehouse in town. She claims to have seen... She Well, she doesn't claim. She was the first one on scene. Maybe she knows more? I think there's some threads to follow here. But I don't think anybody in Roderick's Cove is willing to do this. And you all seem very capable sorts. I mean, most of you, at least. Odd. Odd. Pay attention. Odd. I'm sorry. No, you're not. She looks over at, at Odd. Odd, do you want me to catch you up? 
Were you, did you hear everything? Well, I, I ever would. Okay. What do you think? Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you'll investigate? Yeah, I'll investigate. Oh, that's so relieving to hear. I, I mean, I guess I don't know if Odd speaks for all of you. D- does Odd speak for all of you? No. Oh, in this case, yes, we'll go with Odd. Well, Sprinkles, ah, come on, Sprinkles, are you here along with us? <laughs> Adamu nods, yes. Sprinkles, you haven't spoke for yourself this entire time. You've been like, oh, I want to leave town. All right, I'll follow. All right, I'll have brunch. <laughs> Does Odd speak for you? No. <laughs> then who does? Because then who does? <laughs> Coral and Sprinkles have both been been silent. What do you two think about what's going on? Not a lot. About the same. <laughs> so I just like what picture Coral and Sprinkles just kind of standing there, glassy eyed, eating food and drinking drinking drinks. Spot on. Free food. <laughs> fucking made for each other. Look at that. Two peas in a pod. You could start by speaking with Ladia. She doesn't really like me very much. Why is that? I don't know. I think she thinks I'm too quiet. Because you sneak up on people, damn it. I mean, maybe it could be the sneaking thing. I mean, I don't try to sneak up on people. I'm sorry. People just don't notice me very often. You must be more perceptive, Turux. Well, I mean, my perception is a seven. As far as I'm concerned, I can notice a whole lot of things, but Adrani just doesn't seem to be one of them. I don't know what the fuck that means. (laughs) I'm just I mean, Adamu's kind of, like, confused on what she's asking us to do. Like, yeah, she wants us to look into it, but he doesn't know what the fuck, like, how... Well, well, we got a couple to things. Go, we yeah, gotta go talk to, to that go lady. Investigate the murders, and we gotta go talk to Ladia. Go talk well, to Ladia. We could go talk to the guard captain too. We can go talk she to might. the guard captain. Yeah. We can go fucking into the woods and find this goddamn gang and go knocking on their tree stump or whatever they've got. <laughs> Adamu votes for that one. It's probably your shack, David. And you just haven't noticed it. <laughs> They've just been living there the whole time. There's a trap door in the floor. Right. Actually, a gang of land. ants. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing goes over my head. Yeah. <laughs> what does Sprinkles think right now? Just going with the flow, man. He's resigned to the fact that he has no choice in all of this. He's just part of this group. I mean, I mean, Cor- Coral, Coral's going, right? That too. Thinking with your dick is like the most realistic motivation in the world. So, like, I don't real. like his dick thinking about me. <laughs> at, at the very least, I just think that it's very, very odd that half a dozen people die and only one of them has an obvious wound on them, and five Why? others just look like they died of fright. That seems really strange. And you I, you didn't fucking say that, were you? Oh, I mean, yeah. You said that they had some weird injuries. You didn't say they had fucking no injuries. Well, well that's okay. a bloody important. Well, I mean, they were no scared injuries. to death. I mean, they all looked like they were just like frozen in, in fear, uh, basically, except for one of them had a hole in his throat. I don't know why. It seems strange. But that's actually the, the, the most common or the most normal thing that. Uh, I, I'm sorry. You hold on. Hold on. You say, you say a hole. Like an actual fucking hole that you stick your fucking finger through. Oh, Or yeah. like a sword wound. Oh, uh, let me see if I can describe it. Imagine odd from your elbow to your fingertips. All right. Would fit in this man's neck. I mean, that's not very much for him. But, like, is there material missing or is it just, like, slit open? Oh, I see what you mean. He was stabbed in the throat. I don't know with what. It was a very clean wound. So probably a fucking rapier, I'm thinking. I mean, that would make sense. I'm no expert in weapons. I I should have led with this, shouldn't have I? Yes, you should have, but there's nothing we can do about it now. I guess we've made up our minds. We'll go talk to Ladia. I appreciate that very much. I mean, I'd be wrong if I didn't thank you for brunch. So thank you very much for brunch. And I have another glass of brandy, by the way. But uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get right on it. I I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. Would you let me know what you find? Really, at any point in the adventure, you can let me know what you find. <laughs> 
then you all leave the Creekside Tavern and Inn. Both Sprinkles and Odd and Adamu know exactly where Ladia's meat shop is, which is easy to find in regards to there's a plume of white smoke that's raising from the shop, and there's this delicious smell of smoked meats. Who wants to approach? I'll go buy some meat. Hell yeah. I'll probably be on Adamu's shoulder. And Adamu knows Odd wants to buy some meat. <laughs> yeah. Or steal, you know. Acquire. Sprinkles has been in Ladia's meat shop before, too. He delivers game to her and sells game to her for getting smoked. And as you approach, there is a smell that you cannot ignore of smoked venison that's emanating from this shop that's on the edge of town. There are racks of meat that are over coals. It's a smokehouse. I'm not going to worry too much about details. Ladia is directing some workers that she has to turn the meats and keep an eye on things. So as you all step into the shop and spread out a bit... Excuse me. A woman looks up to you. And I've shared some art of Ladia for the players here. She's wearing a red kimono with circular patterns and dots. She has very short cropped hair. She looks very severe. I would call her severe. Yeah, she's a very she has a very severe expression, I would agree. And large hooped earrings. She is a Roderick's Cove native, but she's originally from outside of Varicia. And as you walk in and Torek says, excuse me, she says, yes, how can I help you? Oh, well, hate to bother you on such a fine day like today, but we've actually been sent by Adrani. I'm sure you know her, right? She cocks an eyebrow and looks over to Odd. Odd, is this a scheme to get more meats from my shop? Before they are ready for sale? No, I say. And I'm not even lying, but I want to make it seem like I am for fun. So deception, double deception. (laughs) I get a 12. I am used to your tricks. You've only been here for four weeks, but I know you. I've seen your type. You want some meats? Go to Pelson's. Pelson's sells my meats after they're done smoked. Oh, you don't sell them here, then? No, I never sell them here. You know that. Ah, uh, why? No, I, pro- I promise you, uh, uh, Ladia, is it right? Ladia, yes. Ah, uh, Turek, is that your service? And I'll, you know, do a little bow with my hat. Be really fancy. Welcome to my shop, Turek's. Well, we've actually come on a different matter besides meats. It's more so about the murders you've seen last week. Oh, yes, you somebody finally coming to me to talk about this. Oh, the captain of the guard didn't talk to you at all? She talked to me, but she didn't ask any follow-up questions. Well, as you see, we're, besides odd, something of detectives. So we're here to make sure that we can actually get to the bottom of this and solve these murders that are going around. We're something of detectives, he says, to a group with a fucking ranger... Like, assortion and a vampire? <laughs> yeah. In, uh, like assortion. That's classes, David. <laughs> like <assortion>. Classic. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw out my fucking notepad and start random. But like, I just have a few questions for you, if you don't mind, about the murders. And, you know, we'll let you get back on with your day. Ask your questions after my tale. Last week I rose late at night... As I do most nights to flip the meats as they are smoking throughout the evening. As I was tending to the fires, I heard people shouting from the circle, so I went to go investigate. By the time I arrived, I found six bodies sprawled along the circle, and I called for all the neighbors to come and help. I saw some vagrants fleeing north from the scene. I was unable to identify them. Everyone says that they're pirates from Riddleport. I disagree. Pirates from Riddleport would flee south to their ships, not north. From what we've been told by Adrani, that only one had a wound on it. And so do you think that they... Did you hear any sort of clamor of weapons or anything like that? I can't say. All I know is that shouting drew me to the scene. Before I got there, all the shouting ceased. From 
my perspective, that doesn't seem like there was a fight. Otherwise, you would have heard blows being struck, and you know, would there would have been one more wound, or you know, a few wounds at that point, right? She looks up and to the left, thinking about that. No, you are right. I find it odd, especially considering only one had a mortal wound that was visible. Was there any blood on the ground that you saw? Only around the one man. Well, the bodies, you know, you said they were spread around in a circle. Were there any sort of particular, I guess, pattern, if you will? Like, was there the one with the moon in the center and the other one strewn about? Or was it any sort of shape or pattern that you can recall? No, I wouldn't say that necessarily, although I was not looking. I was more looking to have people come and attempt to chase down those who were fleeing the scene. But nobody was able to. You show up right as it was ending. I suppose you saw anybody who might have seen the whole thing. Make a sense motive check. 21? No, I did not make it before the action ended. I only saw the aftermath. And she looks down and to the right and to the left. And, she and didn't she, answer my question. She seems like she's avoiding something. What skill to use? Intimidation, deception, or diplomacy? Oh, 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 Ronnie's asked us to take care of this, and we want to help her out, right? So, if you know something, then say something, right? Give me a diplomacy check. 16. She hesitates for a moment and says, No, I told you what I know. Well, Ladia, we're not we're not the town guard. We're not going to be holding anyone accountable for these other than the murderers themselves. So we're not looking to, you know, pry any information that you that you think might get you in trouble by any means. We're just trying to, you know, make sure we can help out the town or so. Well, we'd never get you in trouble. I like your I like your smoked meats too much. Where else would the town go for smoked meats if you left? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not worried about me, but oh yeah, who are you worried about then? Give me a diplomacy check, Turox. And she doesn't like me. I still, I probably stole from her a couple of times. No, I'm gonna hero point that. Damn it! No, I don't and think left. you need to know any more than what I've told you already. Even if somebody else might have seen what had happened, I can only tell you what I have seen. So you're saying that there is someone else who would have saw something? She raises her nose a little bit and looks down at you over the bridge of her nose. There are things you do not need to know to find out the information that you seek. What do you mean by that? I will not speak to you any longer. If you wish to purchase my meats, go to Pelsons. Until then, goodbye. Well, I certainly thank you for your time. So we're just gonna, like, walk away? I cast a cantrip. Oh. I just electric arc one of her fucking smoke shop things. <laughs> and that's my 17 intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't even say anything. I'm just fucking annoyed. <laughs> so, Coral, you were like, what, zapping two smoking carcasses that are yeah. on the smoke racks? It's not to, like, damage anything. It's just to show her that, like, I can cast magic and you need to fucking tell me. <laughs> I mean, you can take it as this. I got a 17 intimidation. Look here. I'm not going to let the little man get in trouble. You go talk to Colton if you want to get more information. I will not be the one to out him. Thanks for outing him. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know who Colton is off the top of our heads? Colton is kind of the town vagrant. He is homeless, so you'll occasionally find him sleeping under the dock, and you have to kick him out in the morning. Or sometimes, you know, he sleeps just under trees on the edge of the town. If the weather's real bad, he might go find a shack or a barn to sleep in. Uh, you know, ask one of the locals to, to sleep there, but uh, he's just the local homeless guy. He doesn't sound that different than Odd. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. Probably our He's friend. Got shacks. <laughs> <laughs> He's our neighbor, actually. Yeah, we, we let him stay in our shack every once in a while. Colton is a guy who showed up in Roderick's Cove five years ago. Doesn't need a house. He's like practically his catchphrase is, "Why do I need a home when I have all of Varicia?" This guy looks jovial as fuck. 
<laughs> well, he's a ranger rogue. Of course, he's like smooth, even if he is covered in dirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, Colton is your like your classic early twenties hippie. Like he's out on the road. He's just accepting of the world. He wants to experience everything, and a he, vagabond. He's a vagabond. Word. Yes, vagabond. No, he totally looks like our kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's like he's like our best friend. I would say without a doubt that that Odd and Adamu are fully aware of who who uh, Colton is, and will probably frequently host him in the shack on very stormy nights. Gotta be a tight fit for Adamu. Adamu's not that big. It's a small shack, though, isn't it? It is a small shack, but yeah. I'm not gonna lie, Turex is basically homeless too. He's just been staying outside of town this whole We're time. We're all vagabonds. Yeah, we really are. Because I haven't, except for fucking, I think Ted is the only one who actually has a place at the end. Sprinkles has an actual income in selling the game yeah. that he hunts outside of town so he can afford the inn. Yeah, I have what? nothing. <laughs> so I guess we go look for Colton. Yeah, let's go find Colton. Yeah, where's his normal hideouts, guys? Yeah, I mean, on, on, like, yeah, like on a day like today, we would know where he would probably be. Like, like you said, either like down at the docks or. Yeah, I would agree, and it's it's not difficult to find Colton. You make your way down to the docks. Adamu and Odd know that Colton spends a lot of time down at the docks, just fishing. He loves to fish. What day is today? Oh, like, do you have work? You mean? Yeah, like, like, am I supposed to be at work right now? And I'm, like, strolling to the docks, and I just, like, blew off work. Uh, let's say for... Let's I'm, say, I'm getting fired. Let's say for simplicity's sake, it's a Saturday. Yeah, guys, I'm level two now. I don't need a fucking job, all right? I'm an adventurer. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's easy enough to head on down to the docks, and you know where exactly where to find Colton on a day like today. When you come across Colton, he is sitting on the dock, stick in hand with a fishing line tied to the end of it. As you all approach, he looks up and he goes, Odd, Atamu, hello, what a beautiful afternoon. Hi, how you doing now, bro? Oh, you know, I'm just fishing. Odd, it's really nice out today. Caught anything today? No, I don't have any bait on the hook. <laughs> I'm just like sitting here with it and maybe somebody will bite, but maybe not. I'm just enjoying the scene, really. Hey, you get shit on by any cypher goals yet? Oh, every day, man. Here, look, right here. He points to his shoulder. He's good. I forgot even to brush that one off. Here, let me get it. I told you, Torox. I told you. I hate these things. Torox is in love with them. Ain't you, Torox? This man scares me. So anyway, what's up, guys? We were talking to Lord, yeah? And so, like, it's always stuff going on, and we're just trying to figure it out. So, she said you might have seen some shit when the bastards got murdered about a week ago. Oh, man, you mean, like, the 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 scene in the circle, right? Right, Dude, right. that was messed up. Right? <laughs> Why don't you tell us about it? Well, I didn't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see anything. Well, a kid saw it, though. Wait, what? See, you know, Kine, right? The kid, his dad's the town drunk. But, you know, whatever. Like, he gets out, and it's fine. I know Kine saw something. He talks to me sometimes. He was real scared that night. But I don't think it's my place to say. You could go talk to him. I mean, I know where his house is, but he's not there very often. Usually, he's, like, at Blackberry's shop, reading. All right, so I rolled a sense motive check on this guy. I got a 26. Charming vagabond, man. I mean, he's being completely open and sincere with you. Let's go to Blackberry's and talk to Kinney. I'm still talking to Colton. Yeah, I'm, I'm bored of him, though. Yep. The downward puts Odd on his shoulder and starts walking. He knows where Blackberries is. I'm gonna follow along. I'm just gonna come with. Is that cool? I cast Tanglefoot on his feet. Oh fuck! Ah. <laughs> uh, I guess, man. I got. Uh, I'm just. The Earth wants me to stay here. I guess. Like he's laying on the ground, waving at you. Later, y'all. Goodbye. 
So you all make your way to Blackberry's shop. Blackberry's bakery. Ooh, it's a bakery. So you walk into a shop run by a halfling woman. And this is a bakery. You're all familiar with Blackberry's bakery. And the halfling woman is named Blackberry herself. She uses the blackberries in breads, confections, jams, jellies, muffins, the whole nine yards. And if you ask really nicely, she'll provide some of her specialty blackberry brandy to you. As you walk in, Blackberry is tending to the, the still. You see a small, dirty-looking boy in the corner reading a book. So this is like the turnips, but better. Like the turnips, but That's better. Way better. <laughs> I mean, way better in reality. Blackberry looks to you with a very exuberant expression, and she goes, Welcome! Hello! Welcome! Hello! Adamu will... Like, this kid's sitting in there. Is he sitting at a table or next to a case of anything? I would say he's back in the corner. Like, if you go into, like, say, a Panera or something, like a bakery shop that has a storefront, you've got a couple of small tables and a few benches. Kine's off in the corner reading a book on a bench. So Adamu wants to walk up to a table near him and put Odd down and just be like, I'll go get some food so that Odd can talk to him. Nice. <laughs> and then, because, I mean, I would assume, like you said, uh, Adamu's kind of an intimidating guy. He'll go over by Blackberry and order some food. <laughs> uh, sure. Odd will hop down off the chair, off the table, and go over to little Kine. Oi, how's it going, kid? Hi. You want to see a trick? Y- yeah. You mind if I, I'm just going real gentle-like? And I place my hand, like, on his shoe. Is he wearing shoes? Uh, sure. Excellent. I talk in his head. Oi, I'm in your head. You can talk back. He doesn't telepathically speak back to you. He just goes, Wah! No, no, try it in your head. Just, like, think it and I'll hear it. He squints his eyes really hard and concentrates. And you hear him go, Can you hear me? In my, Is it in my head? Yes. Right, hey, yeah. Now it's just you and me we talking. Ain't nobody else able to hear it. Wow, this is Isn't cool. That fun? Yeah, it's cool. Right, yeah. so, you more if I ask you a question? Yeah. So we're, we're talking to my good friend Colton. You know, me and Adomu, we hang out with Colton every now and then. Yeah, I know Colton. Right, he's a good chap. Anyway, he said about a week ago, you might have seen something happen with those fucking murders. Oh, excuse me, sorry, with those murders. Sorry, I forgot your kid. <laughs> give, me a, give me a diplomacy check. <laughs> 26. Fuck. Okay. Nobody can hear me except for you, right? Try and yell as loud as you want in my head. And nobody will look at you, because only I can hear it. Say whatever you want. And get off does. your chest. He does. A little little 11-year-old Kine here is going to literally scream in your head. And it's deafening. Yeah. Good Good thing crocodiles have one of the smallest brains in, like, the animal kingdom. So it's not <laughs> reverberating too bad. But... <laughs> I don't know how sprites work. Just... Uh, okay, okay. Why do you want to know about the dead people? Well, say... Generally, when people get murdered, that's not a good thing. And right now, strange as it may seem, nobody else is doing shit about it. So, we gone. Okay. Uh, what do you want to know? It makes me nervous. Oh, uh, right, that's why I'm talking in your head. I thought it might. It's working. Your good friend, Lotya, she thought you might not want to talk, but she knew that was the right thing to do, see? I... I like Ladia. She has good needs. Yeah, and she likes you, and she just wants to keep you safe. So that's what I'm talking in your head. I thought maybe you'd like that a little bit of privacy. Just, just tell me what you saw. <sighs> okay. So, okay. So last week I was out. I was fishing. I was doing late night fishing, and uh, I heard some shouting from the circle. And when I went, I, I, I crept up. 
I, I crept up and I saw, I saw like 10 people yelling at each other. There was some lady dressed in green silks and a bunch of people with peacock feathers all over the place. And then a bunch of those dock workers, the, the horned fangs, I think the people call them. She said, the, the lady wearing the silks, she said something about like, you're appropriating the rune lord's rune or something like that. And then, and then she like had this sword, but it didn't have a blade. It was just a, a hilt. No blade, it was broken. But she lunged at him with it, and he started bleeding all over the, the circle. And then all these m monsters started showing up in the circle, and, and, and all of the, the, the men started dying. And, and when the men started dying, they died by monsters. They were being killed by, like, ghosts and stuff. And, and I thought I saw my old man in there, and so I ran. I, I ran as fast as I could away. You think your fall was a part of it? I thought I saw him. Was he wearing the peacock feathers or one of the gangs? No, he was one of the monsters. Oh, oh, so your father's a monster then. He flinches visibly. Yeah. Right, right. I don't worry. I know how to deal with monsters. What do you do with monsters? Don't worry. I'll handle it. Okay. I don't know how you're going to do that. A sacred pixie things. I'm a sprite. You do have a crocodile head. Right. I'm fucking weird. I'm really weird. And magic, it looks like. And magic, really magic. And I'll do a little magic. Press the digitation. He giggles in your head. <laughs> okay. What do you all do with the information that you have there? What do you do next? Is his dad dead? His, da his dad is the town drunk. I think it, like, conjured monsters for everyone who saw them into the kid... Yeah, his dad is the monster. His dad is a monster. He's probably so. fucking like, what's the what's the mass? What's the AOE phantasmal killer? Phantasmal flat. For anybody who has any sort of magical based knowledge skill, based on Kine's description, give me that check. Seventeen for Arcana. As a primal caster, I roll in nature, and I get a fifteen. Not gonna be high enough. That's a big old no. That's gonna be a yeah. high level spell. But that's what it is. Like, David knows that. Odd doesn't know that. After the conversation that Odd has with Kine, and he describes what Kine was talking about in the circle. Well, for right now, as a little constellation, Adabu and Odd, are you okay if Kine sleeps in this in your shack when he needs a place to sleep to get away from his father? Sure. I ate much room, but he don't need much. He's well. Boom. Problem solved for now. Good job. I actually had the same thought, so yeah, good job. I go telepathically tell him that. I'll, I'll just a real quick run over and place my hand on his shoe again and be like, hey, if you need a place to stay, if everything's bad, come see me and Adama. And if we're not there, stay at our, you can stay, stay there anyway. Shack. It's not like the door's locked. <laughs> <laughs> and abashedly and uh, embarrassingly, he says, thank you. So now that you have some extra information here, tell me what you want to do with it. So what are these peacock things he was talking telling you about? They're men wearing peacock feathers, but I think we should take this to the town, uh, the captain of the guard, and maybe she'll know a little bit more about this, because, you know, there has to be some more sightings of this as far as I'm concerned. Or just, we make a society check on the peacock people? Well, I was going to say, Coral, based on the society checks that she's made already, Coral can make uh, an assumption here. In the northeastern section of town, there is a manor called Peacock Manor that is inhabited by a group of people who consider themselves scholars. They're, they're the educated gang. <laughs> <laughs> we'll beat you down with facts and logic. So at this point, I think we should take this fucking map we've got and go to the Churlwood and investigate. So let's just go talk to Adrani, and then we'll figure it out from there. All right, we'll go talk to Adrani.
So many leads, so many things to do and clues to pursue. Time to go talk to the NPC to get our bearings set. Always a good idea. Which one of the half dozen different directions are we going to go? And do we have any hope of picking the right one? Probably not. Nonetheless, find out next time as we continue The Return of the Rune Lords. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.